0: This is the beauty of football, you know, a player that didn't play a lot, that everyone thought, you know, maybe he doesn't count too much and then he scores the winning goal for the championship. I mean, football is fucking unbelievable. Careful lang- uh, your uh, language. It's time for the vodcast. didn't see you there welcome to episode five of the dirty tackle podcast aka the guys in podcast appropriate attire show Mm. this is a big show so let's get right to it i'm brooks peck editor of dirtytackle.net and howler magazines whatahowler.com and i am still here with my two co-hosts ryan bailey and theo messi ryan how are you and what are you wearing
1: As always, Brooks, I'm terribly well. Thank you for asking. And as you can see, I'm wearing a rather wonderful garment. This is the England shirt that the England team wore at Euro 2012. Uh, We're facing a summer without much soccer, apart from like, what, Confederations Cup or some nonsense. Don't even know if the Confederations Cup is a real thing.
2: International Champions Cup.
1: I have no idea. But I want to be reminded of when England were slightly, slightly less disappointing than they usually are. And I think this is actually, this jersey here, is the best one in many years. It's, it's a really thick material. It's like, it's like a tea towel, but it's great. I love it.
0: Back in those
2: Umbro days, those
0: beautiful mm. Umbro shirts. Umbro great. for life?
1: Yes.
2: Theo, what are you wearing? How are you? Uh, I'm a bit shit. I'm, I'm in an undisclosed location oh. in America where Ooh. taxi drivers keep trying to make conversation with me, which is mad annoying. New Mexico? Yeah, close enough. And besides that... Uh, what am I wearing? I forgot what I was wearing. Oh, that's right, I, as I look down at my shirt, I am wearing <laughs> the original Dirty Tackle T-shirt made by Who Are Ya? Shouts wow, to Moki, yes. I borrowed it from my father, who generally wears it to the gym. I'm wearing it now. <laughs> it's a relic, it's retro, it's amazing. Did you wash it? I'm surprised
0: it's still in one piece. It is. an old shirt.
2: It is still in one piece, I've never washed it. That's why it's still in one piece. It smells like mm. ass. It
0: tells you high quality, very high quality shirt. Yes, beautiful. Well, I am wearing, gentlemen, my... Who asked you what you were wearing? Nobody asked you.
2: Yeah, Brooks, what are you wearing? Brooks, I want to know, I swear.
0: No one asked, but I'm telling anyway. I'm wearing a Chelsea shirt from a few years ago, because they are the new Premier League champions Uh. once again. Uh, Michael Essien on the back, because he's watching down from from the heavens on the team. He's not dead, but... I was going to say, I didn't think he died. No, he's, but he's an angel. He's, he's an so angel amazing proposal. he can visit so,
2: heaven sometimes in bison form. <laughs> he's,
0: he's watching down on the team and, and happy and wonderful. And it even has the, the last uh, Premier League winners patch on it, so we so will be getting a new one soon. Brooks, that's honestly,
1: great. you know, Chelsea have won the league five times now, five Premier League wins. Did you ever think when you randomly decided to start supporting Chelsea like three years ago that you'd ever see this day?
0: <laughs> it's been more than three years, but I, I had a hunch that they could do it, and my belief has paid off. Wonderful. It's it's my support that's doing this. It's I'm happy not, for you. It's not Abramovich's millions. It's, it's, it's my support that's doing this.
1: Absolutely. Don't be jealous, Ryan. And speaking of support, Brooks, I think you have a word or two to say about our lovely patrons. I do. That's a great transition, Ryan.
0: Wonderful job. Smooth. So, once again, a big thank you to everyone who has contributed at patreon.com slash with their support, because we need to keep the show going. This week's super special shout-outs go to Matthew Yoder, Stanford Lola, and Natalie Cursadel-Gross. Great, great people. And we thank them
1: for their wonderful support. Those yes. are all three fantastic surnames, by the way. Yoda, Lola, and Cursedale Gross. Wonderful. Thank you,
2: Lola, from Theo Messi, for getting me off the Fermino Shine diet. I really appreciate being able to eat food again. It's much appreciated. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: this is part of the reason why we need some money, because Theo is on a terrible diet of whatever products we get to, to support on this show and the Firmino shine was really messing up his digestive
1: system. I've
2: had to eat yeah. Venger out signs for the past five nights running. It's been fucking terrible.
1: <laughs> Did you not listen to the disclaimers on our commercials? Jeez. <laughs> nope. Don't listen to anybody. So
0: if you contribute at the $10 level, we'll give you a shout out on the show too. Uh, so how valuable is that? Well, you can play it in a job interview and they will give you any job you want if you do that. It really carries a lot of weight. So go to patreon.com slash dirty tackle to see all the rewards available Uh, at the different levels. And uh, the biggest reward, of course, is helping the show, helping us make more episodes. The reward of giving. We can't do it without you, so please consider contributing.
1: Absolutely. And by the way, I should uh, interrupt at this point. If you do get a shout-out, don't play it to any Russian officials who come and visit you at any point. Just don't do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's highly confidential stuff, but select people can hear it. All right, it's time for our Dirty Tackles of the Week. Who earned themselves justice by a swift one to the shins this week? Ryan, who do you got?
1: Brooks, I would like to nominate Mr. Jose Mourinho. He's a manager who I've liked in the past. I like his cheeky outlook. I like the way he basically trolls everybody every single day. (laughs) And I used to like his press conferences. But lately, they've been super dull. He's been the most dour man in the world. But that's not the reason I want to dirty tackle him. It's because he's not taking the Premier League seriously. And Ooh. that's fine if you're manager of Sunderland and, you know, you, you, you're cut adrift to clearly not be taking it seriously <laughs> all season. But when you're manager of Manchester United, when you spent £170 million in the summer, when you've got the most expensively assembled team of all time and you're not taking seriously the one competition you're basically paid to do... I think it's a bit of a piss take. I don't like it at all. He's been putting kids in the team like um the defender, the youth uh, youth player Twan Zabi. I don't even know if he's a real person. Haven't had that confirmed by anybody yet. <laughs> it's just I think I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Obviously he's putting all the eggs in the Europa League basket and that's what he wants to do. But then he says in the press conference after that loss at the weekend he's like uh, to Tottenham he was like, "Yeah, this isn't the, we're not taking these games seriously. We don't want to play these games." F you, Jose. F you. Says the Englishman. But, I mean, man. does
0: it really matter anymore at this point for, for Man United? It's just the Europa League are bust.
1: But if he'd it, if it it, made it matter a few games ago, he could have still been in the top four. He didn't have to do this. He didn't have to completely just say, oh, the Premier League's not important to us anymore. It's just the biggest league in the world. It's just the biggest moneymaker <laughs> for this club. Don't worry about it. I'm, I'm going to concentrate on something else. How about a secondary European competition? How about that? Shall I concentrate on that? Nonsense.
0: Well, actually, I just saw today that Man United are on pace for the highest revenues in club history still, even despite all this, even without Champions League football and even finishing fifth or sixth or whatever place they're in in the Premier League. So does it really, maybe it doesn't really matter. They're just making
1: money hand over fist anyway. I think nothing really matters at this point.
2: Just <laughs> That's true. I think it's a bit of sour grapes because clearly, you know, they're out of the league. You never want to put all your eggs in a Europa League basket. I did it once. It turned out terribly. <laughs> yeah I'm sure but we'll see what happens I think he I think he knows that his only option is to win that and if they don't I'm sure he'll come up with with another cheeky retort for uh, you
0: folks Yeah he- He's just had a bad year. I think he's just miserable. He's just down on everything. Well, I because think
1: his team has underachieved massively. They were supposed to win the yeah. league or come second to Man City. It's ridiculous the way they've only, you know, not even getting into the into the top four slots. And, you know, a big part of this is just he's giving himself protection. He's set, when they finish outside the top four, he can say to himself, yeah, I wasn't even trying in the league anyway, so it doesn't matter. He's just trying to protect himself, and it annoys me. Jose, cut it out. Anyway, Brooks, what's uh what's your dirty tackle? Before I before I overheat over here,
0: my dirty tackle is in a competition equally as important as the Premier League, according to Jose Mourinho, the USL, one of yeah <laughs> one of one of US soccer's two second divisions. This is how crazy it is here. We have two second divisions, not just one. Soccer Nation. Um. So, so in a match between the Tampa Bay Rowdies and Louisville City from Kentucky, so it's the 60th minute. And the Touchline reporter is talking about how Louisville's coach buys his defenders bagels if they keep a clean sheet. Every time they keep a clean sheet, he buys his defenders bagels. A wonderful treat. So as she's saying this, Tampa Bay scores a goal. Like literally as she's saying this, they score a goal and ruin the clean sheet. And the, the commentator's call is just brilliant. We have to play it for you guys.
2: There's still a lot of soccer left to be played, but if
0: Dobrovolski
1: can maintain this shutout, his back line will be especially happy because when he gets a shutout, he buys his defense bagels. He said this week that he goes to Panera, gets a large pack of bagels, and celebrates with his team, guys. Georgie Ristov will not
2: allow the bagels! He takes the bagel off, and Georgie Ristoff in his record-setting 121st game, has scored the game's first goal tonight. the night.
0: I don't know if my dirty tackle is against the guy who scored the goal and ruined the bagel deal or the touchline reporter who jinxed the whole thing. But I mean, who talks about a clean sheet in the 60th minute? It's way too early. You shouldn't be tempting fate like that so early. That is a bit presumptuous. And also,
2: I struggle with this because if the manager is buying them bagels, bagels are quite fattening. Don't you reduce their chances of keeping a clean sheet the more clean sheets they get?
0: Maybe that was the issue. They had a bunch of clean sheets in a row and they were eating all these bagels and it weighed them
1: down. Not to drop they... a
2: super smart algorithm on your heads, but like I'm pretty sure that's how that works. <laughs> all those carbs, I
0: mean.
1: Yeah, they might as well just buy them KFC at halftime. What's the what's this bagel thing? I don't understand it at all. Is this like a Louisville delicacy or something? I'm yeah, not do they problem. have no, bagels cause...
2: in Louisville? Like what?
0: Well, that was the other thing. The, the reporter was saying they're from Panera. They're they're Panera <laughs> bagels. They don't even like anything super special. That is not so a gift. Like, what kind of treat is that?
2: <laughs> That's like, so, here's a cardboard sandwich for your efforts.
0: Just Dirty Tackle to everyone involved in this. Everyone gets a Dirty Tackle, including Panera. Theo, what's your Dirty Tackle?
2: My Dirty Tackle is directed toward one Ezekiel Levezzi, uh now of the Chinese Super League. Some of his promotional Ooh. photos have been leaked, and he's doing an unsavory gesture with well, his eyes. Well, no, they eyes. weren't
0: leaked. They were officially, they were officially released. They weren't leaked. They were on Getty images.
2: You guys know how leaks work these days. Everything is leaked. We live in Trump's America. Information <laughs> is leaking from all of our pores at all times. Just don't don't focus on the on the on the stupid part here. Focus on the fact that Levetsi, a man that is the highest-paid footballer in the world, is taking unsavory gestures to his new people, and I don't like that. So thirty tackle to him. Figure it out. Learn a lesson. Move on.
0: Well, let's explain the situation here first. So Levetsi because we we wrote about this on the site, if you want to see the post and the picture, uh, dirtytackle.net, check it out. Um, So Lovetsy was an official Chinese Super League photo shoot, and the photographer says to him, we've done the serious ones, let's do a funny one. And so Lovetsy's funny face that he pulls is to pull back his eyes in China. Picture gets released, and China doesn't like this for obvious reasons, so he has to apologize for this idiotic pose that he did. Unbelievable.
1: Did he say, sorry, when you said pull a funny pose, I thought you said pull a massively racist pose. <laughs>
0: I could see how he got might confused. might have gotten lost in translation there.
1: Yeah, it must be a d- translation issue. But let's let's be fair to uh, Levetzi here. He's not the first soccer player to do this. Actually, Brazilian Ronaldo did it once. And also, if you remember back to, I think it was the 2008 Olympics, there was a picture of the entire Spanish basketball team all doing it together. And That's right. Spain is, like, super racist anyway, so let's not get into all of that. But uh, <laughs> uh, if, if we are to give him a break here, maybe we say that. But I'm I'm not by any means justifying what he did. It was stupid.
2: No, it's time for people to learn their lessons. These are terrible transgressions. We we need to, you know, improve as a people. So, Lovetsy, eat some dirt.
1: Yeah, while getting tremendously <laughs> well paid.
2: Yes. It's
0: the least you could do. All right. So those are our dirty tackles of the week. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this podcast with a breaking news bulletin. We've received credible reports that a man, a very aggressive and dangerously unhinged man, is wreaking havoc in the town of Grovers Mill, New Jersey. If you are anywhere near this location, we suggest you gather your family and seek shelter in a secure location immediately. According to eyewitnesses, this man is elbowing strangers in the face, wrestling them to the ground, and menacingly carrying around a fire extinguisher while shouting, Campeones! Campeones! Olé! 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 We have been told that his name is Diego Costa. He is roughly 6 feet tall, he appears to be 50 years old, but he has the strength of someone much younger, and he is of Brazilian origin, though he claims to be Spanish. Again, this man is armed with an improperly obtained fire extinguisher, and he is very dangerous. If you see him, do not make eye contact, and protect your genitals at all costs. An international coalition of military forces are in pursuit, but at this hour, he remains at large. We will update you further once more information becomes available. We now return to your regular scheduled programming.
1: Now, guys beware Diego Costa is on the loose but at least he's not hungry he's been helping himself to the media snack table at Chelsea's stadium <laughs> anyway it's time for your favourite segment of the podcast a little old segment we like to call true are you true are true are you yes indeed <laughs> the rules of this game are very simple I'm going to read out some headlines some of them are true some of them are not so true you're going to tell me what you think they are are you ready gents
2: yes no. Okay,
1: we go to Turkey for my first story. Besiktas fans have begged the wife of defender Dusko Tosic not to have sex with him for the remainder of the season. Is that true or oh. not?
2: How is she supposed to not have sex with a man named Disco? Seems impossible. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I hope that's false that's cruel she is a Serbian pop star Uh, you can look her up if I can find her name her name is Jelena Carluesa and she's 38 years old a Serbian planetary pop star columnist and human rights activist according to Wikipedia is
0: this (laughs) this the couple that had sex on the pitch
1: years ago no this is a different Eastern European couple what is a planetary
2: pop star is that a pop star that a just p- sings about the planets and, like, Pluto? A
1: Serbian planetary pop star. Get <laughs> are it there up. different <laughs> yeah. planets
2: in Serbia than in the rest of the world? I'm so confused. Yes, all,
0: all her songs are about the Milky Way galaxy. They're, they're all interplanetary. Damn, this
2: couple is lit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, apparently there's no Milky Way Galaxy flowing between them at the moment because this story oh is... Oh, um, <laughs> Sorry, wow. I went there. Uh, the fans have told them not to have sex with one another because they want uh, tosix to be on top form for the remainder of the season because Besiktas can win the league next week. There you go. Mm. Does that ever work, by the way, the sex ban rule? Yes,
2: yeah, someone needs to show me the, the final science behind how having sex makes your football team worse because I'm not buying it.
1: Yeah, that's not. That's going
0: to make, make him worse, I think. He'll be distracted the whole time. He'll mm, just Indeed. be jerking
2: off on the pitch the whole time.
0: <laughs> exactly. It'll be, it'll be horrible. Jesus Christ.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm just going to try and erase that image from my brain as I get to the next story. Uh, we're keeping vaguely in the same area of the world. We're going to go to Russia now. Zenit St. Petersburg... Just moved into their fantastic new stadium, the Zenit Arena. It's going to be used for the aforementioned Confederations Cup. No idea if that is a thing. The, the André
0: Archevin Memorial Stadium?
1: The André Archevin Meerkat Memorial Stadium. It's about yes, time. Indeed. Yes. But they've had to move back into their old stadium because they're worried about players getting injured. Is that true or false? And if you will, tell me why you think they're getting injured.
2: Uh, I think it's true because... The new stadium is still designated a hard hat area and there are two by fours dropping from the ceiling and it's very dangerous.
1: Very well.
0: Yeah, I think it's probably Andre Arshavin related. He set some traps, some some pranks he's playing, and it's, it's still very dangerous. Booby traps.
1: Well, if it was Arshavin related, we'd have read about it on his blog by now, to be honest. It? <laughs> um, it is actually true, though. This is the Zenit Arena. Um, they spent 43 billion rubles on it. That's about $760 million. They only played a couple of games in it, and then they decided that the pitch wasn't good enough. Just to recap there, $760 million spent on a stadium and the pitch is no good. They're saying, and I've got a quote here from a Zenit representative, someone could get injured here. Football boots sink into the turf. Balls fly on unpredictable trajectories. So basically the pitch is so bad, they had to move back to their old stadium. That's pretty embarrassing. And also for that Confederations Cup, which I still don't know if it exists or not, it's going to be pretty bad for that.
0: (laughs) Who is, like, if the pitch is that much of a concern, who's in charge there, Shabi? Mr. Pitch Perfection. Yeah, seriously. Himself. <laughs> maybe ja-
2: maybe they should this? bring Javi over from Qatar and just have him like you know inspect it and water it at all Out times. Out there with
1: a pair of nail clippers, just cutting each individual. It's what rate, he likes to yeah. do. Exactly. It's not
2: even punishment. It is literally what he likes to do.
1: He would love it. Yeah, it'd be. He's like your
2: dad it. on the riding mower, just just going in <laughs> to town on on the grass. He, he he loves it more than anything in the world. Trust me.
1: <laughs> Let's move on to the next story here mr edinson cavani i'm gonna tell you that he's never eaten a pizza in his life is that true or false what no no
2: well, everyone is eating pizza well here's the thing he played for napoli right i mean they have some of the best pizza in the world exactly he had to he
1: couldn't have lived in naples that long but and not eating a pizza kicker uh, naples is, is uh ne- is the only ice cream there? neapolitan ice cream actually kicker he is <laughs> no. a
2: caveman and they don't have pizzas in caves i've, I've checked
1: okay when did you check this
0: no cavemen even cavemen eat pizza there's no way that's true uh
1: in fact this is this is false this is one i made up and you saw right through it um i just um, thought it'd be funny if gavani had never eaten a pizza before he's league one player (laughs) of the year though. congratulations to him next up for you this is an interesting one am i lying about this story or not man united's players will have their salaries docked 25 percent if they don't win the Europa League?
0: True or false? Ooh. I, I think Mourinho would try and pull that, but he would just do it to Luke Shaw. If, <laughs> he would do it. If, if the whole team loses, then Luke Shaw loses 25% of his salary. Luke yeah. Shaw
1: doesn't get a salary.
2: <laughs> well, that's the thing, because he's been docked so many times. Manu Raiola would, would never sign up for that. I mean, he might, he might dock his salary because Pog has been a bit poor on the pitch, but I don't think it's possible.
1: So maybe Mino Riola just gets all of the salaries instead. (laughs) Yeah, it all goes to Mino. Yeah, Yeah.
2: Mino money.
1: (laughs) So what are we saying here? True or false, gents? False. Impossible. Yeah, I say false. It is true. Caught you out on this one. You see, uh, the way the Daily Mail tells it, and this is an absolutely bulletproof source and you can't say anything otherwise, the way the wage structure works, it assumes that Man United players will reach the Champions League every single year. If they don't win the Europa League final and don't reach the Champions League, uh, all players will be docked about 25% of their salary because it's built into their salary in the first place. So yes, there you go. A lot riding on this game and uh, not just wow. Jose Mourinho's uh, professional integrity. Final one for you, gents, and it concerns the man on the loose, Diego Costa. He regularly donates to charity, but he refuses to ever put his name on any of those donations. Is that true or false?
0: True, because he signs everything with an X. He's just just crude.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I say true because it would ruin his reputation as, as a terrible villainous creature that he likes to come off as for football purposes. So true.
1: Well, if he was that villainous, he wouldn't give the donations at all. He'd probably, like, go to charities and steal their money.
2: Well, this is the thing. He's trying to perpetuate this this view of him because that's how he is on the pitch. So he doesn't want to get things twisted, you know. He doesn't want people thinking he's gone soft, thinking, you know, he's he's here to help the kids, help the world. He just wants to eat people and score goals, and that's it.
1: <laughs> it's pretty simple demands in his life Well, it is in fact true uh, A quote from a Bleacher Report article here Telling a bit of a story The backstory of Costa in Brazil It's got a quote from his mother His mother says He gives loads of donations Doesn't say if they're monetary or not They might be bodily fluid. Who knows Loads <laughs> of loads
0: uh, Okay, wait, hold on This is from his mother His mother is saying this?
1: Yeah, this is what his mother says
2: Of course she's going to say like This is the worst source of the Daily Mail Come on
0: I'm sure my mom says I give donations to things too doesn't make it true. We've
1: got to question the source here. Anyway, his mother says he gives loads of donations, monetary presumably. Diego doesn't want to make a big deal. The people I give them to keep asking, is it a politician? And I tell them, just pray for whoever sent them. So if anything comes out of this, Diego Costa has a lot of people praying for him.
0: I think it should be just pray for whoever comes in contact with the Yeah, pray, pray for who he
2: wants to kill next. <laughs>
1: All right, guys, that was True Are you? Once again, I didn't keep track of the scores, but I think I caught you out once or twice there. So... That's it. Bye.
0: <laughs> we once again interrupt this program to bring you the latest on the developing situation in Grovers Mill, New Jersey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the situation has grown dire. All attempts to stop the rampaging Diego Costa, who we now know to be a professional athlete celebrating a championship won by his team, Chelsea Football Club in London, England, have been futile. We have confirmed that he has already laid waste to the United Kingdom and mainland Europe. Several major American cities have been ravaged by Costa as he celebrates his team's success in a truly apocalyptic manner, the likes of which the world has never seen. All known emergency services in the Western Hemisphere have been abandoned and fires rage as Costa has perversely stockpiled all extinguishers in existence. He is believed to be headed towards China next. If you can still hear this report, may God have mercy on your soul because Diego Costa will not. This is George Wells signing off.
2: It's the Life Ref.
1: You refs your life, so you better watch out. officiate your life, life,
2: life, so you don't play by the rules, but you should. Now
0: that the world has come to an end, it's time for Life Ref, where we make important decisions on questionable choices in the world of football. Ryan, what is our first case?
1: Tottenham Hotspur, and the farewell to White Hart Lane that they gave. I thought it was red card worthy. Completely, Ooh. completely and utterly over the top. When the game against Man United finished, they had all the players, I think it was 48 former players coming onto the field, including Joe Kinnear, who was either very frail or very drunk, by the way.
0: <laughs> well, first we should say there was a pitch invasion. Oh, yeah, and pitch everyone invasion. Everyone was on
1: the pitch for like an hour. They had to clear that out so they could do their their sappy ceremony yeah with a desperate stadium announcer going please get off the field you're ruining the fun for everybody please don't go on the field please stop ripping out your seats and taking them home please stop doing that (laughs) of course they're gonna do that behave yourself
2: meanwhile everybody else is having fun so exactly
1: exactly but anyway they they sang some songs had all the players on the field they did a big old ceremony saying goodbye many tears were shed but let's remember They're moving like 10 yards. And not only are they moving 10 yards, they're doing it because they want to. They're doing it because they want more money. No one's forcing them to move. It's like (laughs) if I was living in a horrible run-down apartment with mold on the walls, but I was moving to a brand new spanking massive mansion and me being upset about leaving that horrible little place. Because by the way... I don't know if you guys have even been to White Hart Lane, but it is a shithole. It's horrible. They should be glad to be uh, moving, and they're not even moving that far, and they're doing it because they want to, of their own volition. So I think it's completely over the top. Mm-hmm. And I'll give them that it wasn't as bad as West Ham leaving Upton Park last year, because that was super cringeworthy. With That's all the what I was going to say. I mean,
0: there. not uh, obviously it's kind of crazy the guy in the Chelsea shirt defending Spurs, but... The one that West Ham did was ridiculous. This was nothing compared to that. They had, like, the the taxi cabs going around the field. It was absurd. This was, like, kind of, you know, it was quick. It was, they sang a few songs, players waved. Yeah, but I didn't have a huge problem the West it?
1: Ham situation was slightly different because they were moving a few miles away. They were going to the Olympic Stadium. They were losing a bit of their identity. This is Spurs. Right. They're moving 10 yards. The field's going to be just like a block further along. Don't worry about it. It's also,
2: cool. Also, I mean, they're still not going to win trophies. They're still not going to win the Premier League. They're still going to have players that can walk on this new pitch that haven't won anything, which is great. <laughs> Um, and also as we said before jose Mourinho wasn't even trying to win this game so nothing to get
1: sappy about <laughs> this is very like, true it know, was an exhibition game
2: to carry ryan's analogy you're moving out of the apartment maybe you had a couple good times there you know you lost your virginity you killed a rat once so what you know there's not a lot of good I mean, memories they were there exactly.
0: since 1899 it, i know it's been a long just because it's a lot of
2: time doesn't mean a lot of good things happened
0: that's yeah, true, true but you still have memories there even if it wasn't a great success
1: And by the way, uh, season ticket holders in there were being charged 50 pounds to take the seat, which otherwise would have been just thrown in the trash. Uh, So (laughs) I wonder how much of the stadium they're actually going to sell off. And I was thinking maybe they're going to sell off the trophy cabinet, like, you know, brand new, never used, it's still in the cellophane. (laughs) Maybe they could sell that off too. Oh,
2: Sorry, Tottenham, that was harsh, but, you know, whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean I say I say play on. I say play on. I don't have a huge problem with this one.
2: Yeah, yeah, play on. It's just it's just sad all around. I'll just shed a single <sighs> tear.
0: Next up, we move to Italy.
2: And I would love to move to Italy to be honest.
0: Inter fans are not happy with their team right now. They bought a bunch of players last summer and it just has not worked out. They've fired coaches and it's just not working. So, the fans to make their point of how upset they are. After 20 minutes into their last match at the San Siro, they walked out. They just up and left. And they hung a banner that said, since you don't deserve our support, today we're just going to go get something to eat. And they left because it was a lunchtime kickoff, so they went to lunch. So what do we think? Is the walkout a a viable protest? Or I would think just don't show up would be more meaningful, because then you're not buying the tickets.
1: Yeah, it's an incredibly dumb protest, because you're already giving them your money. If the only way to exactly. truly protest a club is to not give them your money. It's the only language I understand. But my question is, there were em- a lot of empty seats at the San Siro. How did anybody notice there was a protest going on? Isn't that just normal? Well,
0: they, the banner. They had to hang the banner to make it known, and then when <laughs> they saw them all walked out in, after 20 minutes, the eight people that were there, <laughs> they knew something was going on.
1: Fair enough.
2: Yeah, like if you want to go to lunch, so, yeah, just I, go to lunch. You don't need to, to make it all dramatic, you know. I don't care. I don't yeah, right. care what you're having for lunch, you know. If you're in the office and you're like, "Ooh, I got the the Caesar salad with the peanuts on," it. like I don't fucking care. Just just go get your lunch, <laughs> do your thing.
1: As long as they didn't go like into the stadium and go to like the refreshment stand and buy their lunch yeah, there, exactly, like, giving them even more money.
2: Yes, <laughs> they went to the concession stand again. <laughs> Inter fans, listen to Ryan Bailey. He's going to teach you how to properly protest. He's maybe done yeah. it a few times. But just listen to his words. He's, he's a smart guy.
0: Protest expert Ryan Bailey,
1: yeah. Protest with your feet and by not walking them into the stadium and in your the first wallets. place. That's what I say. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
0: All right, Theo, what's our last life ref decision?
2: Last one should be pretty easy because I don't see any other outcomes for this. Benfica won their fourth consecutive title in Portugal, and to celebrate, one of their players started riding a Benfica branded moped all about the stadium on the pitch in the locker room he was doing like these cool little wheelie burnout things with it he put the trophy on it i don't see how any disciplinary is needed here i just want to say thank you to this man for for showing us the way it was fast and furious
0: estadio de Luz, or whatever it's called <laughs> yes that is exactly what it's called good job i've been working my portuguese
1: at the San Siro, they tend to throw mopeds and scooters from the stands. So it's nice that the scooters being used in a positive way at a stadium. That's true.
0: Now that's a protest. If you're throwing scooters from the stands, that's a protest. <laughs>
2: right. Riding a, riding a moped around is not a protest. It's a protest towards boringness in life. Because this guy looks so fucking happy, and and I just want to be a part of it. I want to ride my own moped around and win trophies.
0: Yeah, I, I say I say ride
1: on, not just play on. Ride on.
2: Yes, ride on play on
1: my only reservation here is that they could have picked a slightly cooler vehicle i'm thinking maybe an atv could have really ripped up the pitch with that or a penny farthing for humor value
0: that's true but see i feel like the moped is at least a little bit safe so with all the people celebrating and stuff you don't like kill a
2: dozen people yeah we don't need like a full-on monster truck rally we just need yeah. you know a happy man on a moped
1: well if you if you're worried about safety then maybe don't ride a moped in the changing room <laughs>
2: so he wasn't well, really he was doing riding. it. He was doing like a like a burnout, which was mad cool. That's much yeah. safer. I don't understand. Like, Did he practice this before the match? Did he know this was going to happen? I don't know, but I'm impressed all around. They've won 36 titles, so I'm sure he's had some
0: time to work on this and, and <laughs> see it coming. It should be a new tradition. Yeah, it could be a new tradition. I think everyone, the whole team should get on, on scooters. But I just saw today that this scooter is going in the Benfica Museum. It's now a piece of history. As it should.
1: Yes.
2: The videos have gone in the museum of my brain.
1: How desperate is this museum for artifacts exactly?
2: That's a great piece. Yeah, probably not that's that awesome. desperate, man. They got
0: 36 titles. They're swimming in exactly. artifacts. They're, like, they're just happy to have something that, it, that isn't a trophy. It's like you see 36 trophies in a row. You want to see something different.
1: Mm. Maybe they think that the way to fix the Bella Gutman curse is to uh, have a moped in the museum. Maybe that's what they're going for. What was that curse?
0: Let's, let's explain that curse for the people.
1: Okay, the Bella Goodman curse was one of their former managers. I think he won the European Cup with them, or he won a European trophy. And then he was let go, and they didn't give him enough money or something. And he had a big thing, and he said, I'm going to curse you, and you'll never win another European competition again. And they didn't.
0: They did have David Luiz, though. That's as good as a European Cup. Sure. I mean, that's just good times.
1: Yeah. Formerly funny David Luiz, now serious David Luiz.
0: <laughs> well, when you're in fear of your life every time you're in the dressing room with uh, Diego Costa around there with his fire extinguishers,
2: I mean, that'll make anybody more serious. There's going to be so many relieved players when Costa moves to China. Just everyone, William, <laughs> Luiz, they're all just going to, just a sigh of relief. Like, it's, it's been fun. We, we won a lot, but, you know, go take a hike.
0: On that Chelsea team, who do you think is the most bullied by Diego Costa? Like, who is he picking on the most?
2: That is such a good question Let me Cause think.
0: we saw in the title celebration Did you see what he did to John Terry He like had Terry on the ground Is that where he was like butt he was fucking like him yanking on his dick and balls <laughs> mm. From behind it was, like, it was like trying to castrate him by hand <laughs>
2: This is how he has fun He terrific. donates to charity and he tries to rip your dick off Maybe that's what he donates Other people's Maybe dicks Maybe he's donating dicks and that's why he can't put his name behind it, because that's just strange.
1: <laughs> Anonymous dick donation. Congratulations, everybody. But he told his mom about it to take it one step yeah. further. And by the way, that's <laughs> patreon.com slash dirty tackle if you want to donate and hear more of this dick kind of conversation. Don't donate your dicks. <laughs> yes.
2: Donate us money, please. <laughs>
1: yeah, No, we don't We don't want any dicks.
2: We've got dicks of our own.
1: <laughs> so
0: yeah, so last week we had the WizNitter conversation, and now we have... Uh, Diego the Dick Ripper.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But to answer your question, I think he probably picks on Willian the most, just because he looks like a human teddy bear. Um, <laughs> he, he seems like you could throw him around, like he could bounce off his head and like not get hurt. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Willian.
0: I think him and Antonio Conti have like royal rumbles <laughs> after you know post match, just like battle royals, all out, shirts off,
1: mm, manual yeah, no. matches. Conte couldn't possibly do that because he'd risk his hair coming out, I think.
0: That's true. Yeah, Antonio Conte, that I mean, we we've all seen what happened to Wayne Rooney's hair plugs. Antonio Conte has to be living living scared.
2: He wait, he he has hair plugs? Rooney? You didn't no, know no, that? No, 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 no. Of course I knew Wayne Rooney had hair plugs. Look at that. Oh, yeah. Antonio Conte that. has hair plugs? Yes. Yeah. Like what? very very good ones.
0: Wow, yeah. that is amazing. Look up, look up a picture from like his last couple years of playing.
1: It was a mess up Yo. there. Yeah, look like, at the, um, the World Cup final in 94, weed. and he's, like, barely got any hair.
2: Rooney needs to get the number for that guy because yeah. Conti can even wear a hat. Like, you're not supposed to wear a hat with hair plugs. He's wearing the hat. He's got the bucket flow. Wait, is
0: that is that a rule? Is that a real thing?
2: I'm pretty sure wearing a hat um, expedites balding. I'm not sure where hair plugs play in. Maybe <laughs> maybe maybe the hair plugs like the Shields, like, and it doesn't matter. So
0: but, is that what happened to Tony Poulos? All those baseball caps made him go bald? Yes, 100%. <laughs> yeah?
2: Wow. Okay. And he just likes baseball. <laughs> He's a big Cincinnati Reds fan. <laughs> that's what I hear. All right,
1: let's
0: wrap this up. Okay, so that's it for this week. Thank you once again for listening. Thanks to our producer, Bobo Martino, for making Bobo. this all happen, making it sound halfway decent. And once again, please consider contributing to patreon.com slash we need that money. Yeah, we're about to. We well, need we need it. the
2: money, but we're about to, like you know, drop some ill shirts, get some artwork going, give you some nice gifts. Make yeah, life we got to really blow this out. Right? We're gonna and enhance we need, your life. So just you know, make it worth your while. We
0: want to do this right, and let's let's go. Let's do it. Let's get let's get Theo off that Firmino shine diet once and for all. Yeah,
2: and I'm trying to buy cups so Dio Costa doesn't rip my dick off. So fund that for me, would you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, you can read all of our nonsense at dirtytackle.net. Get in touch with us at DirtyTackle at gmail.com. And on Twitter, I am at BrooksDT. Ryan, once and for all, what is your real Twitter handle? Please
1: tell us. No messing. My Twitter handle is at Avril Levine. No way. She's dead. not I am not dead. I'm very much alive. Oh.
0: You're a true skater boy too, so that makes sense. Pretty much. Theo, what is your Twitter handle? Where can people get
2: in contact with you? Anyone who wants to get in contact with me can tweet 140 characters at TheoMessiDT. There's no character limit on DMs, so you can go crazy in there as well. Um, talk to me, because I'm, I'm lonely in this closet that I'm recording in. He wants those deep, dark secrets. I do. Tell me Just Please tell me random them. stuff. Soccer, not <laughs> yeah. soccer.
0: Okay. That's the show. That's it. Ep <laughs> 5 in the,
2: in the booking tent. See you next week. In the booking tent. You fucking dick rippers. Cause you don't play by the rules, but you
1: should.
0: I think Diego the Dick
2: Ripper is a great nickname. <laughs> was he really ripping his dick? I didn't see this video at all. Oh yes, I saw him like going like this, he, like to his
0: butt. He was on the ground and he was like, like trying to start a lawnmower. It was <laughs> vicious. It was vicious.
2: Oh man. <laughs>